Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. We're going to continue my series of teachings. The Lord instructed me to teach on things pertaining to the kingdom because we're in a time frame similar to what the Lord Jesus was in between his resurrection and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost. In our case, we're now in the season of the Feast of Tabernacles. And like there was a flood in the time of Noah, and the waters began to rise up gradually. It took 40 days, similar to the 40 days Jesus was teaching them between his resurrection and his ascension, and the 40 days of the wilderness before he began to manifest the Spirit without measure, even though it had been released on him at the baptism of John. So the Bible says in two amounts of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I've given you three of them. Noah's 40 days, the 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension, and the 40 days of the wilderness. These are types, and we are fulfilling some of that type, typology right now. I will put us into remembrance of the fact that the Old Testament is the shadow. In fact, the scriptures contain shadows which we are to experience the reality of now as New Testament Christians. So somebody said it this way, and I think it's beautiful. He said, the scriptures are like the glove. Our experience is like the hand that enters the glove. And that's why it's fulfilled or fully filled. I heard somebody say this recently, and I said, that's true, you know. You know, um, she was teaching on the end times, and she was talking about fulfillment. And she said it this way. It was funny, but it was, it was, it, 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 you, you got the sense. She said, there are many filaments that gradually build up to a fulfillment. In other words, you find that, you know, the scriptures are being fulfilled. You know, they're being filled. But there's going to come a fulfill, you know, a final fulfillment in particular. You know, the Lord Jesus Christ is coming. Everybody's talking about it. But there's, there are going to be levels of the fulfillment of that. He's first of all going to come in us. In the perfection, the fullness of Christ, I will manifest the glory of God. Then he's going to come for us in what we call the rapture, you know, for the glorious church, you know, before the seven-year tribulation. Then he's going to come for us, rather with us, at the end of the tribulation, where he's going to judge the Antichrist and the devil, put the devil in the bottomless put, put the Antichrist and the false prophet and all the people who are following them in the lake of fire. And then he's going to reign for a thousand years. Now, the, his coming in the reign for the final year is the fulfillment. But his coming in us is a fulfillment. His coming for us is a fulfillment. And then we're going to find, have the fulfillment. I like that. Praise the Lord. So, and, and it's not only true of that, it's true of everything. You know, 
uh, Jesus said it this way. He said, if you understand this parable, you'll understand all parables. And he ended, you know, in one of the things he said it this way. He said, first the blade, then the air, and then the full corn in the air. The blade is a filament. The uh, uh, air is a filament. Then the full corn in the air is the fulfillment. So the, the, the word of God is constantly being fulfilled at different levels. And what I'm sharing with you is one of them. And we made known to you, the kingdom of God simply means the dominion of God. But because God is love, it's actually the dominion of love. Paul put it in different words, but he's saying the spirit is the same. He says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness just means right doing, but that's what love does. The Bible says love does no ill, doesn't do anything wrong. Otherwise, the Bible says there's no, there's, no, there's no law against it. Love will never do anything wrong, you know. And, and then peace and joy is uh, a summary of all the other fruit of the Spirit. And if you take all the fruit of the Spirit, you get love. Joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control, and patience. All of those fruit of the Spirit, when you put them together, you know, they're all components, just parts of love. When you push it all together, you get the love of God. So when we're talking about the kingdom, we're actually talking about the dominion of love. The dominion of love, the dominion of the fruit of the Spirit in our will, our mind, our emotions, our bodies. You know, uh, we talked about that. You know, said that His will be done on earth. Now, earth now, again, this is another example of the manifold wisdom of God. There's a fulfillment in your body. The fulfillment in your mind. The Bible says your soul should not cleave unto the dust. Then there's a fulfillment, fulfillment in your circumstances. Which means your finances, your home, your protection and all of that. Then there's a fulfillment in your city. There's a fulfillment in your nation. You know, Scripture actually says, there's one of the scriptures that inspired me many, many years ago by the grace and the mercy of God when I started praying for Nigeria. The Bible says, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. You want to exalt a place, stop, let the church, the people of God, start blessing it. He said, but it is destroyed by the tongue of the wicked. You know, so every day you have a clash of spiritual forces over Nigeria. There are those who are speaking negative things about Nigeria. Then, then there are those of us who are blessing Nigeria like we did this morning. And what we release is far greater than what they are releasing. So instead of Nigeria to scatter, they prophesied it. They said Nigeria was going to scatter in 2015. How many people remember? It was a CIA report. Nigeria is a failed state. Nigeria, and let me tell you something. They were right as far as intelligence and statistics and all of that. I, I, I'm not fighting with them. They were only, only saying what they could see in the natural. But they did not know that there is a God in Nigeria. Hallelujah. It is true. And Dr. Williams talked on this this morning when he was reading us, leading us in prayer. If you look at what has happened in other nations, you know, yeah, what the, some of the terrible things they've done in Nigeria are far worse and should have led to a complete breakdown of law and order. But because the blessing of the upright, the nation will be exalted. God has not allowed Nigeria and will not. Not because Nigerians are good. Well, we have some good Nigerians, but there are many of us who are not really nice people. But the Bible says, if I can find five people there, when talking to Abraham about Sodom and Gomorrah, as bad as that place was, God said, if I can find ten, Abraham could have pushed it to one. He didn't. If you find later on in Jeremiah, 
God speaking to Jeremiah about Jerusalem. He said, go through whole Jerusalem. He said, if you can find one man, I'll spare it. Sadly, he couldn't. But you and I can decide in this day that I'll be at least that one man. See, I, I, I don't know. I love you and I believe the best of you. But I'm not God, so I don't know your heart. But I know my own heart. So I have decided I will be that one man. And you can decide that one. You can decide that too. And if many of us decide that, then God will preserve Nigeria in spite of Nigeria. Because I tell you, you know, we have a lot of, you know, terrible people <laughs> in this country. It's true. You know, it left, left, if you leave things in the natural, if not for the intervention of the church, Nigeria would have scattered long ago. Nigeria is not, it's not because of the policies in Asso Rock or the God, whoever is president is, is immaterial. It's material that said we want a good one who will make life better for the people. But it's not that that's keeping the nation. It's the church. It's the blessing of the upright that is exalting the nation. Yesterday we were watching the coronation of King Charles III. You know, and um, I was, I was blessed. I know, you know, Charles. I'm trusting God that he will get closer to God. We're, I pray for him every day. You know, there's some nations I pray for like that every day. You know, this personal now. You know, I pray for Amer Israel. I pray for America. I pray for United Kingdom and some others. You know, China, Taiwan, Iraq. You know. <laughs> Uh, there's some uh, what I call I call them hot spots. There are about seven of them, you know, North Korea and South Korea, you know, Saudi Arabia, um, and, 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 and a few others, you know. But you know, every day, like Paul said, I make mention of them in my prayers because God said you have to keep feeding power and life into that place because they are hot spots or flashpoints. That Satan can take advantage of. You know, Israel, they're very important to God. Of course, Nigeria, you know, then the United Kingdom, then United States, you know, then uh, 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 China. China is very important. Taiwan, that's, an, that's another potential flashpoint, you know. And then you have um, uh, North Korea and South Korea. And then you have, of course, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Thank God we've been praying. That thing could have gone like this. And it still has the potential to, but it will not. And as I was watching King Charles yesterday, and, you know, the, the uh, uh, process in Westminster Abbey, I was telling my wife, I said, thank God I've been to that Westminster Abbey many times. You know, over the years, over the last 20, 25 years, anytime, not, any, not every time, but sometimes I go to England. Pastor Wally has gone with me quite a few times. It's an inspiration. You go to Westminster Abbey. I, I was telling my wife, I said the place was built in 969. I said 969. That is before the end of the first century. 969. Like I asked Pastor Wale when I took them, I said, what were your forefathers doing? I said, don't let's go there. You know, you see it on the doors, you know, 
And then uh, the first king, I think, William the Conqueror, he was, did his coronation service in 1066. Pastor G, you remember, after the Battle of Hastings. Right. You know, you, you know interestingly, only God, God will have mercy on Nigeria. See, when we were children, when I was in secondary school, I did English history. I said, I did it in form two. We did Nigerian history too. I did Mansa Musa, you know, the Songhai, the Ghana, uh, Ghana Empire. We did all of that. So it's good for us to do our own history. But we should also know the history of other people. So you have a global view and not a narrow, you know, local view. And uh, in 1066, the first king, and over the years, centuries, from one English monarch to the other. And one thing the English, God used the English to do was to stand independent of the Roman Catholic Church. Because the Roman Catholic Church was not allowing the people to read the Bible. Anything the priest said, that was law. That was how a lot of error and things came in. So the Protestant, um, this thing started in 1517, you know, and then, you know, so the kings of England were very bold. They to ask that the Bible be published. That's how we got the King James Version. They actually gave money. It was a contract. Those guys were doing it in, in, uh, in one of the palaces in London over one and a half to two years. They paid. They were scholars who translated the, the, the scriptures from the original tongues. It was not a paraphrase. That's why the King James is so important. It's not a paraphrase. Is a translation we diligently compared with the original tongues. The Old Testament was Hebrew and Aramaic. The New Testament was Greek. These were scholars. They were paid from the treasury of the king. And once it was finished by decree, the king said, these scriptures must be read in every church in England, Great Britain, in fact, there was none that were conquering, they conquered France. That's why he's called the defender of the faith. God doesn't forget, you know. People don't understand. They only see Charles and he did this, he had a girlfriend and all that. You don't understand. God, 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 God loves them for their father's sakes. Not because of them. And that is why God will always save the king. I told my wife yesterday as we were watching. I said, do you know that this Westminster Abbey, as well as St. Paul's, St. Paul's is another very big church in London. But Westminster Abbey is where they, they, they make the coronation of the kings. Throughout the Blitz, the Blitz is the German bombardment. London was bombed every night for six months by Adolf Hitler. In, in the 1940s, you know, at the break, World War II. Initially, they were not bombing the cities. Then Hitler went mad and said they should dump 10,000 bombs. They were bombing. Not one bomb. Not one bomb fell on Westminster Abbey. If you do the statistics, it's impossible. If something would have hit it. And all that culture would have been destroyed. But God. Who watches over his word to perform it? The covenant keeping God. Westminster Abbey was preserved. 
St. Paul, not one bomb. Little chapels around were bombed, but those main churches, let's give the Lord a super clap offering. That's why I'm so excited, you know, and I'm, I'm blessed, you know. And like, pray for King Charles. He's not as close to God as his mother was, but if we keep praying for him, God will draw him. In fact, God is already drawing him. God is already drawing him. Even the Archbishop of Canterbury, he spoke well yesterday. You know, I, you, the whole world was watching and they didn't miss words about it. Jesus Christ, they asked King Charles to make allegiance to Jesus Christ. He said, are you ready to serve the King of Kings? You are king, but there is a king of kings. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And he bowed his knee. And made allegiance to the king. That is why God will always save the king. Everyone say, God save the king. Has nothing to do with colonialism. Unless you don't understand your Bible. And thank God for the kings of England. Now they sent the missionaries out. That's why you and I can read our Bible today. Like somebody said, if they had left off to ourselves, I can tell you what we'd be doing. If they didn't come, we'd still be killing each other, making human sacrifices, selling each other. Someone says, the white man that brought the slave trade. No. The black people were selling themselves before the white man came. The white man just increased the scope of the business. You know, we have to be honest. Until you are honest, God cannot help you. So having this, this anger and something against the white man and against the British, you should be thanking God, God sent them. So that we have what we are. Yes, they exploited us, materially and all of that, but they're paying back now. Today, the Prime Minister of England is in India. God has a way of neutralizing things. Are you listening to me? You and I today get education. We speak in English, but we're not dominated by the English anymore. See, God knows what he's doing. Don't get this narrow, black, parochial, narrow mind. They came and stole our money. Thank God they stole your money and gave you civilization. You are stealing your money amongst yourselves before they came. You have just been killing yourselves. I said this, I think it was during Mommy Dupe's wedding. My, my, sorry, burial. You know, Mama Afin told me this. Mama Afin is over there. You know, and Papa Afin told me this. That's uh, Mr. Farah and Mr. Farah. Papa Afin is over 90. Mama Afin is knocking it. <laughs> it is something. Papa Afin told me this years ago. He said that when he was a young boy, when he was small, he said the king of Undo. If he spits, <clears throat> takes and spits, he has servants that are near the throne. They open their mouth to collect it. The spit must not get to the ground. Or he's a dead man. My mafi told me this just recently when mommy died. She says she was just a small girl then. Maybe she was eight, nine years old. They buried one of our aunties, you know, senior 
some relative. She said she saw it with her own two eyes. They buried another human being alive with the person. That was what our fathers were doing before the white man came. You better thank God. Everybody say, God save the king. And that's why my name is Johnson. But that's another story. It's a true story. It's true. I thank God. They killed my great-grandfather. My grandfather had to run away from Abeokuta to Lagos. When he was only 10 years old, he was an orphan. Because of the, that was not a white man. That's what we did amongst ourselves. But Jesus brought us light. And we should be grateful for it. And thank God for that great army of missionaries. The David Livingstones and the Mary. Everybody stand to your feet. Give those our missionaries a super clap offering. Hallelujah. 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 Where would you be? They could have sat in the comfort of London and Plymouth and Glasgow. Still coming to risk their lives here. But they came. They would die and they would still come. They would die and they would still come. They died of malaria. Some of our people killed them and ate them. Yes. Let the truth be told. But they still kept coming. Say, for the love of Christ constraineth us. That if one died for all, then we are all dead. That they which live should no longer live unto themselves, but unto him that died. They kept coming. And that's why you and I are free today. So keep your mouth shut. Don't say silly things you don't understand. Don't look at half of history. Look at the whole of history. Then you will have the truth. Because only when you understand your history, you can know your future. Another clap offering and sit down. Hallelujah. Yeah, we need to get our heads straight, you know. Not many times our head is crooked. Uh, yes, you see, you see all the papers, colonialism, they should bring out back all the things they stole from us. Oh, come on. <laughs> Amen. What are of the, the good things they gave you? The education. The light. I remember my dad, my late dad, before he passed on. And I've, I don't fully agree with him what he said, but I understood where he was coming from. See, my, our parents, the generation of our parents, my mafia and all that, they grew up under British rule. When the British were still here. My dad told me this. He said, you know, none of that we didn't want to pay. He said, but we were better off when the British were here. You could go anywhere in Nigeria. When my mom first came back from England, she worked in Kano. <laughs> for where for where you understand you could live the rail the rail the, the, the rail the, the railways were working you know if you go by this time six o'clock the train will go just like it was in England my dad was telling me he said there was law and order they 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 did they, my dad they lived in Yaba and then you know, my mom finally they didn't used to lock their doors at night there was no crime almost zero crime And I said, when I was a child, when I was growing up, we were better off. He said, we wanted independence. They gave it to us. What did we do with it? I'm not saying independence is important. Don't misunderstand me. 
and I'm not a colonialist. What I'm saying is this. We have to understand the spiritual roots of what caused this, what, what is happening. Ah, oh, don't let me go there. I was going to say something, but let me concentrate on my message. Lest I be misunderstood. Amen. The rule of law that does not work in Nigeria works in England. So no matter how big a man you are, you could get away with it in Nigeria. You cannot get away with it in England. That's what we saw this last week. Rule of law. Let me tell you, King Charles cannot free him. They will even try. People are writing petition. There is the independence of the judiciary. They do things according to the rule of law. No amount of letter begging because you don't have the facts of the case. When you get the facts, you now understand why God allowed it. And it's a lesson to all our people. Don't take advantage of the poor because they have nobody to fight for them. Sinner. The things pertaining. No, I shan't work. Things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So we began to see that God wants the will of God manifest in the earth at the different levels in our physical bodies, circumstances, our nation. That's how we got over all of that. And so today, I'm going to start looking at the how. The first thing is to, this is what happened to me, Olubi Johnson. And I, it's not just because it happened to me, but because I was following I was following Kenneth Hagen, E.W. Kenyon. I gave you an assignment some, some year, maybe a year or two ago, and I keep saying it. If you haven't read E.W. Kenyon's books, go and get it. It's on the internet. It's not $10, something like that. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's not more up to the money that you use for uh, meat pie and Fanta. <laughs> yeah, priority. Now, I don't have the money, but you can spend... Uh, um, to 2,000, I just buy meat pie and, uh, and, and, and Fanta or Coke. And I want to say, you shouldn't, you know, but you see, you go and you can get it. You know, his best book, which is like a summary of all the books, is The Hidden Man of the Heart. He wrote these books in the 1930s. Till today, the church still doesn't understand what Job Kenyon wrote. There's one of the chapters in that book, which is called you know, developing your human spirit. Kenneth Hagin, Kenneth Hagin copied from that to teach us. And uh, E.W. Kenyon said, he said, I think I have found the solution of how to develop the born-again human spirit. And he said, it is developing love. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, 
sermons, prophecies, and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.